Welcome to the Shonen Dump Podcast. Joining me tonight again is... Greg Hopkins. And for the first time, we have a couple of newbies. First off... Hi, I'm James. How you doing? And... Hi, I'm Patrick. Oh, guys, I'm so happy that you're here. This is my usual movie night crew. We do movie nights every Friday night. And I drink and James drinks and Patrick doesn't drink and Greg sometimes drinks. I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking right now. Very good. I just fall asleep. <laughs> you do usually fall asleep during the movie. But tonight we watch an excellent piece of cinema. Um, Dragon Ball Z Lord Slug, the fourth Dragon Ball Z movie, which in my opinion is the worst. Uh, Greg? Uh, not even top five worst. Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be that... There's that one where they had a... I haven't seen, like, all of them, but I think, like, that bio-Broly one was... That one was fun. Well, I I didn't like Broly's second coming. The Broly movies are pretty bad. James, do you have an opinion on Dragon Ball Z movies? Well, uh, this one was not good. (laughs) Okay, very good. But for our introductory topic tonight, Patrick, what have you brought? Uh, I figured we could talk wrestling, because this is probably, I think... You know, and like the time of year where wrestling gets the most interesting. Yes, we are not officially in WrestleMania season, but Raw 25 is coming up. The Royal Rumble is coming up as of this recording. But, you know, I figured we could talk more generally yeah. about wrestling. Because, I mean, we just had a... The, the other big thing was, you know, Wrestle Kingdom, which is sort of Japan's big... Uh, New, New Japan World Wrestling's uh, event happened. Which it, it's called, you know, New Japan's WrestleMania. And also, it, it generally... Throw some like crazy matches. Like last year, they had the big uh, thing where Kenny Omega and uh, Kazuchika Okada had the first six star match as ranked by Dave Meltzer for the wrestler. So yes, very important Meltzer ranking. James, uh, do you have opinions on the Meltzer ranking scale? Oh boy. The thing I know most about Dave Meltzer <laughs> is that he has this infinite saint like patience <laughs> on dealing with idiots on Twitter. Yeah. That's very true. I've seen the Meltzer tweets. Okay, so basically, if you're fans of anime God podcasts, fuck you. We're talking about wrestling for a little bit. <laughs> what, why didn't you ask me about my opinion? Of James, er, James, fuck, I am so drunk right now. Greg, what is your opinion I mean, on I, Japanese I'm, wrestling? I'm the only one here with the beat writer accreditation of getting blocked on Twitter by Ryback. So, oh, huh. Tell me about how, okay, first off. Describe who Ryback is and tell me how you were blocked by Ryback. Ryback or Ryan Reeves is his name, I believe. Uh, he's just a piece of shit uh, as a human being in general. He's, well, I mean, I feel like that could be. I, I feel like that could be applied to a lot of wrestlers. Yes, yes, <laughs> but he he uh, he had got on a podcast and made some very very sexist comments about the the uh, female wrestlers yeah. and you know just as some of the other wrestlers have in time. So I just I got on his ass and told him. You know, you're a dick, you shouldn't procreate. And mm. He blocked me. So. Oh, well, it was pretty true. easy to do. Yeah. Now, sure. if I remember correctly, Ryback thought that 
if you won your wrestling matches, you got paid more. Well, yeah, I, yeah, he did. Yeah, I feel like that. that, that I feel like that's part of the, the thing that I also kind of like about wrestling nowadays. Is this is this really weird business? And I'm putting air quotes on business because it's like it's half a sport and half not a sport. In, in some ways, because, I mean, like, a bunch of the old wrestlers of the 80s and 90s, they can't wrestle anymore, so they're, like... And then, like, after Colt Cabana d- did his podcast and got over, now, like, every, you know, wrestler who's, like, kind of retired, air quotes, does the podcast, so they can kind of... Yeah, definitely. And it's just, like, you know... So now, like, the whole business side is, you know, is out there, but it's also, like, the fact that, you know, there's Twitter and social media and cell phones everywhere where, like, you don't have any, like, wrestling characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But and it's just, like, people are now their wrestling characters. Like, I feel like probably one of the best examples is The Miz, Mizanine. Like, he feels like... They, I still remember he, watching yeah. him on MTV. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, he's kind of maybe up to 11 on TV and stuff like that. But, I mean, he there's this element of, like, they can't really turn off their wrestling personas anymore off. Mm-hmm, and it's just, mm-hmm. like... There's a wrestler currently who I've heard a lot about that that has gotten him some quote-unquote heat backstage with the boys. I think you can hear the quotations and then I've tried my best. But Enzo Amore, um, he's the current WWE Cruiserweight Champion. And that's another one of the things that I feel like the interesting thing on on WWE side is like we... There's a, there's a lot of leaks and stuff yeah. gets out about it, and that's also kind of like I said, uh, like I said, the thing I like about January right now is it's like it, I think remember last year the Wrestle Kingdom happened, you know the Okada and you know uh, Naito. Yeah, no, 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 last year was Okada and Omega. That was like the first. Oh yeah, it was Okada. And the, and, and, the, and that was like that well, that kind of just burst them on the scene in a way that I was like, damn, this is like because like most wrestling at WWE is. Definitely, I wouldn't say not good, but it's just, like, very forgettable a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it was just, like, this, you know, the, the Okada, it went, like, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, and it was, it was like, legit. They were going, like, full force pretty early on, and then, I mean, it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah, because yeah, I saw a tweet earlier today where they basically counted up how many matches various wrestlers yeah. worked within the course of a year. And over in New Japan, like Okada worked something like 49 matches, so maybe once a week, give or take. Yeah. And in WWE, they're working almost double that. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean sometimes more than double. They got, I mean, that. they got to they got to get 3 hours of wrestling a week. Well, Plus, and, then, and, and that's then, just and 3 hours on Raw. Two hours on SmackDown, an hour on NXT, if you want to count that. But then also house shows and then a pay-per-view every... Every, like, two weeks. Four weeks. Two or three weeks. Two or three weeks, yeah. Okay. But but yeah, it's so... All right, let's time out on this conversation for a second. Because all four of us have enjoyed wrestling for quite some time. Greg, you haven't talked a whole lot. Tell me how you got into wrestling. Uh, My dad uh, just... You know, put it on TV one night, and this is probably about a year before the NWO came about. Okay. And um, just sporadically watched it. Uh, fell in love with Sting, like, really early on. and um... Now, Sting, if you remember, WWE Hall of Famer, but more so, <laughs> yes, <laughs> WWE Superstar Sting. Um, Sting was, was he wearing the, like, Hawaiian surfer dude face paint at the it time. Was, yeah, I believe he was still doing that. Uh, okay. It was towards the end of that. Um, All right. Coming up. But... Before he became the crow? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, at, at the, I was young enough at the time that, I mean, I, I, I knew of the correlation, but I was so young to where I was an end of the crow and I didn't really give a shit. Yeah, about, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm like, this guy's awesome. Still, the face paint looked pretty cool. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. 
you're a lot later than I thought you would be because, I mean, I was a fan very young in the 80s. The first WrestleMania I remember was WrestleMania 9, which was, in retrospect, a piece of shit. But I remember Hogan, I remember Macho Man Randy Savage, I mean... I was in New York at the time, so it was more WWF than WCW. I mean, you've always been in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I can understand Southern wrestling being more of a thing down here. But still, that's a lot later than I would expect. James, when did you get into wrestling? I was very little. My earliest memories of watching wrestling, probably like WWF superstars and wrestling challenge, like over the air... Now, you're a little older than I am. So were you like, what was like Saturday Night Main Event? Yeah, maybe a little after that. Okay. But like, I remember like Ultimate Warrior. Steiner Brothers. Rick Rude, Steiner Brothers. Money Inc. Money Inc. Love Money Inc. My personal favorite, the Repo Man. Oh, the (laughs) fucking Repo Man. He was... Oh, that son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. He was dastardly taking people's cars. And oh. When he couldn't get the cars, he'd just take the kid's bike instead. <laughs> so if you it's have no familiarity with wrestling, wrestling in the 80s was just sort of like, pick your favorite job, and that person was a wrestler. So yeah. we had the Repo Man, we had IRS, we had the, the Junkyard, junkyard Dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a job. It's just a, it's just a he had um, Captain Mike Rotunda. Oh, Mike Rotunda who is at, my favorite who, um, wrestler. Yeah, who at first was the captain of the Varsity Club, and when that faction <laughs> broke up, he became the captain of a boat. <laughs> oh, man, I mean, he's wrestling. That's great. a better captain to be. It is. Yeah. Uh, Mike Rotunda, of course, being the father of Bray Wyatt, and yeah. also. IRS. Patrick, when did you get into wrestling? I remember I got into wrestling. It was a Monday night when I was like in like I think I was like seventh eighth grade. And there was like it was Monday night and there was absolutely nothing to watch television because this was before Adult Swim and all that stuff. So like if you weren't like into like cable like you know the, the big networks like ABC something like there was like nothing else on and yeah. I and I remember I think I just wa- started watching like WCW that one mm-hmm. night and this was like. When I was in seventh and eighth grade, it was like I, I think it was post, you know, NWO or like where when NWO was winding down, and like I think like Attitude Era. Like, okay, in fairness, the NWO never wound down. Not completely, yeah. No. But it, it, I think it was like early, you know, like I think it was like ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then and then like I remember like I I was into it for like I think. Seventh and eighth grade, because I had some friends who were into wrestling, and we talk about it Tuesday, like, "Hey, do you watch Raw and stuff like that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were definitely at the right age range to be way into wrestling, because there was a time when if you were a male, fourteen to probably twenty-one during a certain day and age, you were way into wrestling. Thank you, Greg. Or at least not necessarily. Or at least not necessarily way into wrestling, but it was just like it was on. And it was yeah, yeah. It was probably its highest point of mainstream popularity since back in the 50s. Mm. Yeah. Now, uh, before we find out how Tom got into it, Patrick, you mentioned, uh, you know, turning TV on a Monday night. Mm. So we had the Monday Night Wars. Did you switch channels back then? Or oh, yeah. I, 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 I remember I was like, oh, I watched WCW for a little... I remember I was... I, I did... I probably like WWF at the time. Uh, maybe a little more because, you know, I like The Rock, Mankind, and stuff like that. Whereas, like, I didn't... 
None of the WCW guys really like really. You started. never had the connection to the no. WCW. I think I think maybe the, the guy I liked the most was maybe Buff Bagwell just because of his name. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Buff yeah, Bagwell! Yeah, he was good. He was good. <laughs> Buff Bagwell was great. Yeah, uh, as far as I'm concerned with the Monday Night Wars, the top of the card at WCW was better. The main event in WWF was better. I, I, yeah, the yeah, undercard definitely. in WWF was like, awful. But oh, WCW God, had, had so all many. the. I yeah, did, and WCW, you had all the the luchadors and guys from Japan. That, that's another yeah. thing I remember. I did remember like mind blowing stuff. Watching the era. Ray, yeah. Ray Mysterio yeah, at Jericho, the time, was in, Eddie Guerrero, yeah. the yeah. Ultimo Dragon, Ultimo yeah. Dragon. He was there. Yeah, I remember that Ray, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, one Tushin of the names Lider I remember from the WW, uh-huh. WCW side. To where when eventually I would you know catch some WWE stuff like sporadically later on. I was like, oh, Ray Mysterio is wrestling for WWE. WWE now. I was like, that was yeah, yeah, definitely. Did you guys ever watch any ECW? No. No. Like I said, like I said, it was it was like just two or three years. I mean, we were all in Florida at the time. ECW Mm -hmm. seemed to be more of a northeastern thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was aware of it. I I think I remember as a kid that I would have had to pay for it. Yeah. 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 I I, I, I remember seeing like maybe some of the videos in the in the stores, but Uh never actually really got into it. Yeah, I never like did any pay per view stuff. Like it it was one of those things. Like I I don't think my parents even knew wrestling. My my parents wouldn't have paid for wrestling. They'd be like, no. Yeah. So, it's like it's on for free. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. If you're into <laughs> wrestling now, one of the great lies of the 90s is that everybody was way into ECW at the time because ECW was a blip. I think that we were aware that Raw was filmed at ECW at the Hammerstein Ballroom at one point or another, but ECW really didn't play a whole lot into what we were watching at the time. Well, I'm sure it's an age thing too. I mean, we were all relatively, you know, in our yeah, we yeah, were early in teens. teens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then I'm sure if like if I, I got a, if I yeah. were if I were to get like a wrestling magazine, I'm sure that at ECW, I'd be like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah, yeah. they didn't Love get it. national TV until it's like, like you know, they were almost bad business. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I'm sure like that the whole backyard wrestling thing was you know. I mean, yeah. if you're like 18 to 22, I'm sure that was more of your yeah, definitely. Work. If you were into like tape trading or something do, like that, I do. I do remember seeing like on some like remember like NBC Saturday mornings had like the teens like the teen shows like that since they didn't like and I remember Rob Van Dam showed on on one of their shows. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like it was like a, was like a street you know city kids show or something like that and yeah. there was like they had this radio show with Rob Van Dam like it was a special guest in one episode. I saw I, was, I, was I saw a clip on that some yeah. Saturday morning. some years ago. Rob Van Dam, consumer of copious amounts of marijuana. And, you know, yin yang tights. I mean, he wrestled a long time, so he was. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because granted, they, not as long as some other wrestlers yeah. who are still wrestling to this day in their 60s well, and he put 70s. His, he put his body on the line a lot more. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, you're talking about people like Terry Funk, though. Terry yeah. Funk still wrestles to this day. Well, I think I think Van Dam can still wrestle. I mean, I'm oh, always yeah. hoping for a yeah. comeback. Like, yeah. I'm just waiting for that. God, I, well, but but then, but then you have like that whole you know Undertaker Roman Reigns match. You're like, why didn't you stop? <laughs> you know, like you. Well, you got Fraser Crane. He's not Taker. He can still move around. <laughs> Tom, how did you get into wrestling? Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was I was still living in New York at the time, and much like a lot of people did, I was renting VHS tapes of pay per views at the Video King in upstate New York. WrestleMania 7, SummerSlam 93, watching things like the Macho Man, Marriage to Miss Elizabeth, 
watching things like the Mega Powers Collide and Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. Honestly, wrestling was just a great thing for me at the time. Um, I would get into little fights with my other elementary school friends where we would have our own little wrestling federation and we'd have like couch matches and shit like that. And we'd fight each other and it's like the first person pushed off the couch would be champion or whatever. Uh, Wouldn't be the last last person? Well, that's what I meant. Did anybody get hurt in this? I admit that I cut some uh, friend's leg Someone to a steel post several times, which oh, is probably yeah. not oh, the best. Damn. Tom, you went, into, you went into business for yourself? It's hardcore. I went into business for He's myself. I'm hardcore, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to talk about the times I took a razor blade across the top of my forehead. <laughs> but, you know, it happened. It happened on occasion. I mean, um, color is popular. Color is very popular. All right, great. Favorite wrestler of all time? Sting. Sting? Yes. Uh, okay. Just th- there's still this moment. Um, I-, I can't even tell you what show it's from. I-, I need to find out. But it's him versus the giant. Uh huh. And he has to do the stinger death drop off the third rope to finish him after Ooh. he tries off the first. Stinger second. death drop is a hell of a yeah. move. But it just the the way they sold that match. I mean, as a kid, I, just, I remember it so vividly, and just him doing those moves to take him down. You he really sold the fact that I'm fighting this big big guy. And, it was just amazing. It was, yeah, yeah, definitely. Some like fun moment in wrestling. James, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Well, I mentioned Repo Man, and <laughs> generally the man behind <laughs> behind the Repo Man. Time out, James. You can't say the Repo Man is your favorite wrestler. No, I, my favorite character. Okay, yeah. your favorite character is Repo Man. My okay. favorite character is probably RS, but he's not my favorite wrestler. Okay, no. in terms of pure wrestling, the art of wrestling, Bull Nakano. Oh, good choice. Do you know Bull Nakano, Greg? No. James, no. explain Bull Nakano. Bull Nakano is a woman who gives absolutely no fucks. Baddest <laughs> bitch will on let the you block. Know it. She's also like a, also a bigger lady too. Is this yeah. the so lady from the eighties you were telling me about? She was yes, I've talked okay. about Bull Nakano a couple of times. Yes. She looks like a um, fist of the North Star f- thug. Yes, she does. She has like hair that's <laughs> like, like straight up <laughs> wearing face paint. Like she is dyed all sorts of crazy colors. She is pretty anime. Oh, yeah. she is the best. I very very good, James. Mm. Patrick, who's your favorite wrestler? I, like I said, I, I'd probably maybe say Kenny Omega. Just because the... Okay. Not, not, like, he's got really good... But also, like, his personality and, like, when I've seen, like, clips of him talk on, you know, about... Not only about wrestling, but also about non-wrestling stuff. And, like, he just seemed like a, a fun dude. And, like, not many wrestlers I would actually like to maybe have a conversation with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's, like, one... I, like, I, I still think the, the cool, like... The weirdest fun thing is like his and like Xavier Woods like friendly rivalry. They go to like the CEO. What is, is like, CEO? CEO is like a fighting game tournament, like anime thing, and they you know it's in in front of Orlando, and it's actually presented as a fighting tournament as like a wrestling thing, and like yeah, it, yeah. there's a little pageantry, and they actually have like they've had like a, I think two or three exhibition matches like down there like I think one was a Street Fighter 5 one was just like the Tekken 7 yeah yeah and they have this like and they also both released the uh, games uh, like a list on Giant Bomb that they, yeah they thing. do game lists on Giant Bomb pretty often yeah 
and like a, he, he just seems like a legit. And but he also when he talks about like how he doesn't want to go to WWE and he wants to make New Japan bigger than WWE and like mm-hmm. I said, some of his matches and stuff like that is just like he has an intensity that I don't see a lot of wrestlers have nowadays. Yeah, definitely. Kenny Omega is sort of like the ultimate weeaboo. Yes, that's um, another thing too. He has moves where he like. Does Time Stopper, which is like from Mega Man 2, yeah. where he just says, Stop! And he just pauses and then jumps and kicks a guy in the back of the head when he does that. Yeah. His finishing move is called the One Winged Angel, yeah. for example. But yeah, he is a huge weeaboo. And he also is, uh, has arguably one of my favorite anime episodes of all time. Which is in Tiger Mask W, which is an anime about, you know, re- yeah, wrestling that, yeah. that treats wrestling as totally real and stuff like that. In one, like, filler episode, the the plot of it is, you know, Tiger Mask is going to be in this three-man, you know, uh, tag team uh, match later in the day. But he gets uh, taken around by this New Japan wrestler called uh, Toge Makabe, who likes to go around and get sweets before his matches or like and stuff like that. So Kenny Omega and other Bullet Club members go around and eat all of the delicacies before Togi Makabe gets there so he can't have any. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the Bullet Club. And it's like, you know, it's one of those things. Unfortunately, he doesn't voice himself in the anime. Oh, but that's it, really disappointing. But it's one of those fun things of just like, he just like, but I can also see him do that. And he's also, uh, he has, he runs this channel with the Young Books called the, mm-hmm. uh, called being the, the elite and stuff like that. And yeah, also, yeah. there's a, he and, you know, the Young Bucks and uh, Cody Rhodes and stuff like that, they're apparently going to try and be the first uh, independent promotion that's going to try and uh, book a 10,000 seat stadium somewhere in yeah, the Yeah, in Chicago, I think. And that's where, that, that's where they, they, they said they're tentatively doing it. And like I said, right now it's just mostly just the Bullet Club, they're, you know, their little yeah. posse along with uh, Stephen Amell. But it's one of those things of they're trying to say, hey, we, you know, trying to get more independent wrestling going on. And it's, it's an inter- like I said, it's, in- it's an interesting business, I think, nowadays. Yeah. And, you know, for a lot of reasons, but yeah. So, in summary, wrestling is good. Well, and... no, it's bad for a lot of times. Okay, well, wrestling <laughs> is bad a lot of times. <laughs> but as a fan of anime, you should probably check out professional wrestling because... All of the cool kids, including us, are into professional wrestling. Okay, well, last thing, Royal Rumble winner. Who do you pick? Oh God, uh, is, is it? Is, didn't they change now? The winner is also the champion. No, the winner will get a championship match at WrestleMania. No, I thought they made a uh, championship thing recently. No, I don't know. yeah, like I said, like I said, wrestling's bad. You, they, they changed it all the time. Pick. Ah. Probably Roman Reigns just played the Ah, <laughs> Roman Reigns! James like, that's Reigns. what I was going to say. Yeah, I know. Roman <laughs> Reigns! Greg, who's winning the Royal Rumble? Dave Batista. <laughs> Dave Batista! <laughs> if, if he doesn't enter, though, John Cena. Oh, okay. John, John Cena. Cena. Good choice. Right. Good choice. Yeah, that, that is the, yeah, like I said, the Royal Rumble's probably, I think, my favorite. Oh, yeah, the Royal Rumble's great. Everybody's come over to my house for the Royal Rumble. Except for James, because he's going to be a little bitch and not come over for the Wow, holy shit. That is mean. I'm sorry, but it's a Sunday night. We all have to work. (laughs) Unlike some people who are currently in school. I've got class at 9 in the morning. i got to get up at like 6.30. i got to get up at 5 fucking a.m. every morning. (laughs) Man, you get up at 6. I get up at like 5.20. My alarm is set for 5.25. I get up that's at like 5.45 most so yeah. mornings. That's, I do the same thing. I set my alarm. Okay, when do I need to wake up? Let's wait. Let's do I'm an hour. Really I'm going to videotape this now. I'm putting it online if you get up at 6 every day. 
Okay, this is the end of the wrestling conversation. over anime podcasts because we are a better anime podcast. We are the ultimate anime podcast because we have such luminaries as James on, for example, who is the secret best person on anime Twitter. No. It's true. I've got all of the anime all of the anime people are scouted out. This is the Tom Pandich experience. This is the best anime podcast. This is the Shonen Dump podcast. It is here, and we're talking about Dragon Ball Z, which all of the other podcasts are too afraid to talk about. <laughs> we're talking about the fourth Dragon Ball Z movie, Lord Slug. Greg, you love Dragon Ball Z. What is your favorite part of this movie? The uh, Gohan and Icarus whistling dance. In the oh, that, that, is, that was pretty strong. First I off. That, that stays in my head year-round, and I just okay. whistle it throughout. James, what's your experience with Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> I'm more of a dabbler. Okay, you're a dabbler. Patrick, how about you? I, like I said, watched it on Toonami. And then watched it on Toonami. I, like, yeah. said, like I said, probably around the same time, like 97, when it came out. And I was okay, like, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah, I distinctly remember fifth grade uh, talking about it. And... Okay, huge fan. Yes. I think, Greg, you and me are huge Dragon Ball Z fans, because I was watching Dragon Ball... I mean, Ball... I, I would say I'm a bigger fan than you. I mean, you said at one point... He, he is wearing stock. a power scatter at this point in time. Okay. I can let the know. <laughs> well, you did say at one point that the Fraser Saga was like 20 episodes or some bullshit like that. I was like, no, what? it was like 50 episodes. Maybe in Kai. Okay, well, maybe. Yeah. All right, there's, well, a, there's a whole fucking season in Dragon Ball dedicated to the Frieza Saga. There's multiple And then there's episodes. the Namek Saga. There's the Namek Saga, and then there is the Freeze Saga. there's two seasons Well, I would make the argument that both you and I are big fans of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. I feel like Patrick's a bigger fan than you, too. What? Fuck that. No, that's bullshit. I I watch Super every week, man, and I'll I'll be honest. uh, Okay, Patrick is current on Super, which neither of us are current on Super. Well, that's your fault. (laughs) How is it my fault? You could be watching Super without me. Why would I do that? Well, Greg and I are friends. We are perhaps best friends. Best friends. Cheers. <laughs> sure, that I'm sure that's going to play really well on the podcast. I need to cut this part. Obviously, cut it. The movie we're talking about tonight is the fourth Dragon Ball Z movie. Um, this was the first movie that Funimation put out that hadn't been dubbed before. Um, the previous three movies. Um, 
Treemite, Dead Zone, Dead Zone, World Strongest, World Strongest had all been dubbed previously by Pioneer Animation. Yes. Um, With bad, bad voice actors. Oh yeah, that original dub. Like you were watching Toonami when Dragon Ball Z would loop, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember like Treemite coming on there and. Um, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. So, uh, for the longest time, Dragon Ball Z had been dubbed by, I believe, Pioneer Animation. It was like, first in syndication. I watched it in syndication. Yeah, yeah. And then it made its way to Cartoon Network's Toonami block. It's the greatest day of my life. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Game changer. Between yeah. that and Sailor Moon, it was just like... I, 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 I remember, I remember like, yeah, flipping on the, and finding Toonami and, just, and yeah, watching the I, first episode of Dragon Ball Z. Turned off Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon is Sailor Moon is Sailor Moon is is Power Rangers for girls, man. Did not watch Inuyasha. Sailor, okay, Inuyasha is a completely focus. Okay, focus. Lord Slug. Okay, Lord Slug. So Funimation eventually picked up the dubbing in the Frieza saga, and in 2008 uh, released the Lord Slug movie, which was the fourth Dragon Ball Z movie. Basic plot synopsis: King Piccolo. Um, yeah, King Piccolo. <laughs> so we never really we got the first thirteen episodes of Dragon Ball in syndication, um, which I also watched in syndication. I remember I caught one episode of Dragon, like Dra- original Dragon Ball, in, like UPN, like one. Did time. you ever see Dragon Ball in syndication, Greg? I wish, but no. no. It's on at like six o'clock oh, in yeah. the morning. Oh, so I, I I remember like on UPN <laughs> there'd be like Ronin Warriors and Sailor Moon, and I remember waking up early to watch Ronin Warriors and Sailor Moon because it was like it's like Power Rangers, but. But a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. So in any event, we saw Dragon Ball. We did not see Dragon Ball till much later. But Ward mm. Slug is basically the King Piccolo arc in an hour mm. and a half movie um, with shitty American music dubbed over it. Yeah, if you, if you, and they make the same joke also in the. If you ever watch the Dragon Ball Z abridged thing that they have on YouTube, they make okay, the same. We joke. will never address I, YouTube again. This I is enjoy a podcast. We are above YouTube. We are better than that. James, what is your general opinion of this Dragon Ball Z movie? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fair. It's like, it's like can I you mean, make the shrug emoji? It had a few <laughs> moments, but okay. on the balance, it was kind of forgettable. Right. So first off... Isn't that pretty much all Dragon Ball Z movies, though? Most yeah, Dragon Ball Z yeah. movies are completely forgettable. First things first, did you remember that Gohan had a dragon named Icarus? Because that fucking blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, he, he oh, made yeah. him in the Tree of Might movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean... and, yeah, I remember, yeah, it's one of those things, like, because every once in a while, Tonight would play the Dragon Ball Z movies, and they're just like, oh, man, they were, because they, they felt like something special. Did Icarus ever show up in the main Dragon Ball Z series, or was this just a concoction of the no. movie? No. Yeah, I think, I think Cooler was the last one he showed up on, and then he never showed up again. Yeah, I mean, because he saved the dragon when he was with, like ran away from Piccolo in Dragon Ball Z, but the dragon got died like an episode later. It was a bigger dragon. Well, it might have been a dinosaur. Okay, yeah. it was probably yeah, a dinosaur. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z is wild. <laughs> okay, so apparently, Ward Slug is driving an asteroid towards Earth, and Krillin and Goku go shoot a Kamehameha at the asteroid. No, well, he turns planets into spaceships. Yeah, but but you, okay, know, I, you don't know that yet. No, I did not pick up on that. That that was his whole plan to freeze Earth and turn it into a spaceship. Okay, yeah. Do do you want to know why they you know, Goku and Krillin didn't succeed? Sure, Patrick, go for it. 
because they didn't have, you know, Aerosmith to play them a song while they blew up that asteroid. Well, the, the thing I want to know already. <laughs> come here, come here. I want to slap you across the face. <laughs> I mean, you got grilled. Then you got Goku, currently going the ball Bruce Willis thing. You got the uh, Goku as, you know, is it a... The other dude plays Batman now. Shitty. Adam West? No. Ben, Kevin ben Conrad? Affleck, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Goku, Goku with Ben Affleck. That'd be really great. Sad Goku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, the, I, I love Goku with like a Boston accent now. Like Boston yeah. accent. What, what I don't understand though is, I mean, they established she, it's a weird Super Saiyan later on in the movie, and yeah. he probably, that's a result of fighting Lord Slug, but he knows the Kaioken at this point. Yeah, he knows Why the Kaioken. Why not use the Kaioken or Kaioken to deflect right, the, right, the spaceship? All right, all right, time out. We... Okay. And, 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 and dub it's Kaioken. Kaioken. Even the dogs agree. <laughs> I'm going to just leave all of this. Oh, Widget, the ruiner of podcasts. Oh, Widget, you're <laughs> such a good boy, except when we're recording things. All right, so um, let's go back for a second. Krillin and Goku shoot a Kamehameha at the spaceship, which we think is an asteroid mating. Yeah, yeah. at first yeah. they think yeah. it's an asteroid coming toward us. Okay, so they shoot a Kamehameha at this um, spaceship, and it's deflected, and the spaceship narrowly avoids Earth. Yeah, they, they, they kind of push it out of the trajectory. Or I, I feel like it also, it, they I, I think they, they moved it intentionally. Because I feel oh, like, yeah. why else would they, you know... Or, or maybe they did uh, it deflect it. They never, it's never really completely obvious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not... Honestly, um, this whole Dragon Ball Z movie is kind of a fucking mess. So, okay, so yeah, so they, they get past and... Okay, okay. Wait, we completely forgot about the fact that Gohan does this dance in front of Piccolo with his dragon. I said dragon. that was my favorite part. Yeah. yeah okay. That was the first thing. That's yeah. the first thing that yeah, happens it's in like, the movie. It's just like, he's just Piccolo just chilling out and just like, oh, I'm going to meditate in front of this waterfall. Yep. And then Gohan's like, hey Piccolo, Dad, can I do this cool dance with my dragon and whistle while I'm doing it? Admittedly, it is a fun dance. I mean, he's... For for a kid who I'm guessing never has listened to any like actual rock music or anything like that, or has any television because they live out in the boonies. Yeah, this kid is apparently picks some stuff up from somewhere. He's talented. Yeah, he, very talented. Yeah, yeah. So he dances and he whistles, and this is important for later. Piccolo is disturbed. Okay, we'll get to that point in a little bit. But Piccolo is perturbed by Gohan's whistling and his dancing, which we'll find out later. So beyond that... Uh, then it's like, yeah, suddenly asteroid is just coming yeah. in. So this asteroid is going to crash into Earth. It narrowly avoids Earth, and it turns out that's not an asteroid at all, but it's a spaceship. Or part of a spaceship, or... No, it's a spaceship. It's not part of a spaceship. Well, I mean, like, because the asteroid blows up, but a part of it breaks off. That's the ship. I was not paying a whole lot of attention. <laughs> yeah, to like I said, yeah, yeah. It, so, it's so, nothing. It's a spaceship. Really. Yeah, okay. but there so is. So a spaceship occurs and <laughs> lands, and they gather the Dragon Balls. Well, first off, I, 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 I one thing I did like about the spaceship thing was like the animals just didn't come to Earth. Like, oh yeah, Earth works fine. It's like they had to like terraform Earth. To... Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're going to terraform Earth. Because well-established in the Dragon Ball Z continuity, Namekians cannot stand a warm climate. So yeah. they have to make it cold. Or at least... Well, the, no, uh, he's, he's freezing Earth to turn it into a spaceship. 
Why does the spaceship have to be cold? It has to be solid. Right. No clue. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. Yeah. But okay. But I, but all this happens around like six minute mark in the movie. Where yeah, we are. And it's all out, it's all out action from there, which I I really like about the movies. There's not much talking and what's sitting around. It's just, <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. It's it's just, it moves pretty much. And there's, and there's also not a lot of like I remember, I think I remember like Tree of Might and uh, I want to say another one. Like it felt like they didn't fight too much. It was like oh they fight once and then they like you know they kick the shit out of the Z warriors. Yeah. And then it's like oh they've got to spend you know fifteen twenty minutes. You know, letting the villain just kind of gloat, it seems like, yeah. before they fight in. Whereas this one's like, oh, they fight, and, you know, stuff happens, and then, you know, Goku and Krillin show back up again, and they fight some more. Yeah. So, spaceship lands, aliens get out, they fight Gohan. Gohan is like five or six during this movie, right? Yeah. yeah right okay, right. let's time out for a second. None of the Dragon Ball Z movies take place in continuity until. The 14th movie, which is the start of, like, Super. So all of these movies make no sense if you're trying to put them in continuity yeah, I, I, for this. I don't think so I this is sort of, like, pre-Namek. This is, this is like, this is, uh, according to phrase from your probably this is prime Shonen Dump, where they would just, like, you know, Shonen Jump movies would just come out for, like, you know, Naruto. Yeah, and, this like, is before they care. I mean, One Piece sort of made the big Shonen uh, Jump movies care about continuity yeah. to some extent. Or at least or at least have the manga creator be a part of the process. Yeah. Maybe yeah. They, and then the that's Toriyama was off in his billions of yen swimming pool. And he was like, no what no no better than a millions of yen? Billions of yen and then yeah, basically Kira <laughs> Toriyama was just fucking off they, wherever. They, they, they did seem to try later on like because the fusion reborn yeah. movie like yeah. Goku is dead and he's fighting PyCon and they both yeah. have to go save him. One, one of the problems with those uh with the Dragon Ball Z movies, I think, before like you know, before uh, Battle of the Gods and stuff like that, was it, it seemed like there were a lot of rehashes of like yeah. things like I mean you had Cooler who was basically, oh it's Frieza again. And yeah. then you had, uh, you know, there was a Fusion Reborn was basically kind of the Dimash and Blue Saga. Yeah. Like, like Bojack and Bound was the androids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're not talking about Sorry. that. We're yeah. talking about the Namekian threat that is Lord Slug. But we don't know he's a Namekian super until Namekian. later on. Okay. Yes, he's a super Namekian. Um, we will get into that in a little bit. Okay. So, for some reason, Gohan is where the spaceship lands. Gohan sort of beats up guys as a five-year-old. Which, have you ever thought about fighting a five-year-old? <laughs> yeah, all, all the time, Tom. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. I've thought about fighting five-year-olds pretty often. Okay, so scenario for you, James. Okay. We haven't talked a lot this episode so far. How many five-year-olds do you think you could fight before they would take you down? Uh, probably like, a lot. Like 20? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I, could pro- I think I would beat up like 35 five-year-olds before they well, could take me down. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I mean, this is purely theoretical here. Yeah. But I think you could pick one five-year-old up and use it as a weapon <laughs> against <laughs> the other five-year-olds. Okay. And we're talking five-year-old boys because we don't want to be sexist about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, violence, I... the, the Shonen Dump podcast is against <laughs> violence for women. So we don't want to talk about five-year-olds that we are fighting. We should be against <laughs> violence altogether. Well, well we're actually we... Dragon Ball Z where they fight all the time. Yeah, they fight yeah. all the time. But, but in your hypothetical scenario, this is, I, I yeah, can this take is on a world theory. full of five-year-olds. Yeah. How many five-year-olds do you think you could fight, Greg? All of them. 
all, all, all of them. them. I don't think I could. I think you'd get tired them. eventually. Yeah, you'd get really tired. Did you just do what James said and swing one out the other. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, that would okay. You, you pick a small one that all doesn't right. weigh much. Right. Time out, time out. We need to focus. Okay. So this Ball Z movie is shit. God damn it. I yeah, I, I, I think. The uh, the number of digressions that we're just going off on are uh, a testament to the quality or lack thereof of this film. Well, it's also there's not a lot of the plot to talk about. It's just no. like yeah. and it's, there's a cool couple of it. Like I did like the thing with Chichi, where like oh Chichi gets to fight, and then the, the next gets second owned. she just gets gut punched. Like yeah, oh Chichi gets punched. Chichi fights two people and then gets punched in the gut. I feel I feel like she only really fights one. Yeah. Well, she kicks two. Kicks two. Oh, I think. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, you know, the semi-medium level bad guys come yeah. out. You know, notice Gohan as the Dragon Ball take. Yeah, as the uh, Lord's mm-hmm. not noticed. Because he's like, oh, I'm Namekian. The other, the other guys didn't have any. Right. Yeah, so we get a quick Bulma mind a, read. And of then course, we're off to yeah. Dragon Ball hunting. Bulma lets slip that there are other Dragon Balls. Yes. But they so know what they, Dragon Balls are already. They gathered yeah. the Dragon Balls in 30 seconds. Easiest way possible. Yeah. One yeah. of them was in a bird nest. And also, yeah. like, Find apparently Lord Slug can just, like, touch a person's mind and, like, read it for all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which I'm like, like, the Mechians have, like, the weirdest fucking, like, biology yeah. and powers and shit. Who gives a shit? It's yeah. fucking the Dragon Balls. Also, movie. I have a question for you. Is Bulma, like, the biggest villain on Dragon Ball? For, like, all the hmm. bullshit that the Dragon Ranger has done have just been, like, well, we can just always bring people yeah, back. Frieza literally genocides the entire well, race. No, because, I mean, Pilaf had a radar, uh, the Red Ribbon Army had a radar, so yeah, other people had... had the radars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other people have figured this shit out. She just had a pocket radar. Yeah. Pilaf had that big ass screen that came down. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So just the uh, yeah. like, is fine. We're not. The Shonen Dump podcast does not degrade women. She's the hero of Dragon Ball. Bulma is. Bulma is thought. She is not a pog, but I don't know what these acronyms mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> she she said Goku on the path to where he is. Yes, Goku. She, she didn't try to shoot him though. Well, she did. Well, Goku was not trying to. She did. Yeah. She did shoot. She did shoot. All right. So, um, this dude who I don't remember his name, who basically has the power of gremlins, who has like little <laughs> yeah, gremlins that grow out of it was, him. It was like metal take, jacket or something. It was like, yeah, it wasn't something like, like, wasn't like Hachi something. Whatever. Okay. It I, I don't know. No one it knows. doesn't matter. We need to move on. I know um, Angela they was take Gohan down. Piccolo shows up, beats up this one guy, then gets beaten up. Yeah, um, well, he blew the guy's head off. No, no, he guys, blew the guy's head off. Because, like, after they have the dragon radar, they get, yeah. the dragon, they get the dragon balls quick. Lord Slug's like, hey, make me prime of my youth again. Yeah, Lord Slug is an old man. He's an old Namekian who wishes to be young Namekian. But not immortal. But not immortal. That's a fair point. Not immortal. And it's not like previous Dragon Ball Z movies have established that people wish to be immortal. A few have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, there's still, I mean, like, peel off just one to rule the I don't know, maybe it's just one of those things of, like, you know, he's like, I've seen enough of the Empire movies, no, I'll get bored eventually, and, you know, sometimes you just want to end it. Okay. It could be the great ego, I'm so strong that nobody can take me down. Yeah, Yeah, seriously. Alright, so anyways. Yeah, after... after At this time, during Dragon Ball Z movies, there's always, like, the big villain, 
and this crew of jobber McJobbersons. It's always three. It's always three. There's the, the the strong dumb guy, the pretty guy, and then the one with weird powers. Yeah. So weird power guy has the ability to make gremlins come out and drain energy. Pretty guy has the ability to put his hands underneath. He's got like and, crazy ninja tunneling techniques. Yes. Yeah. And dumb guy has his ability to have pickle blow his head off. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much about it. Yeah. Yeah, that guy didn't do anything. No, no, he was a <laughs> great jobber. Um, anyways, Piccolo gets blown up trying to save Gohan, who had his energy drained. Goku shows up with Krillin. Goku beats the jobber squad because that's what Goku does. He beats on jobbers constantly. Krillin takes on Lord Slug. For a second. For a second. Gets beat immediately, which, can we just say, Krillin is my favorite. Favorite character in Dragon Ball Z. That's fine. And he just gets the shit kicked out of him what? constantly. Why is he your favorite character? He's an incorrigible optimist. He does whatever he can. He fights for the power of love. He's not a little bitch like Vegeta. <laughs> Vegeta is not a little bitch. Vegeta is totally a bitch. Vegeta, Vegeta is the prince of all saints. Vegeta is the bitch of all saints. Vegeta is pretty good in Super. I love how I love how he's become like such a great dad. Okay, well, time out. We're not talking about Super. We're, okay. Super is too good. Can we talk about podcast. those shirts sold in the mall? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, talk about how much of a badass Vegeta and... I don't to a think, lesser extent, Piccolo are. I don't think those are shirts sold in the mall. I think those are shirts only sold on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, they, might, they might be in a Hot Topic. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I went to Hot Topic. It's yeah, basically yeah. a big dog shirt, yeah. but with Vegeta. <laughs> Vegeta the biggest is of a, dogs. The biggest of dogs. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> this podcast is going nowhere. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, That's okay. So back to Lord Slug. Okay, so Lord Slug is a pog. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, Lord Slug is an old Namekian who wishes to be a young Namekian. We don't know he's a Namekian, even though it's completely obvious that he's a Namekian. He beats up Goku then because Goku forgets about his various techniques that make him more powerful than anybody. As you do. Yeah, yeah as no. things happen. Well, Goku is pretty stupid. Okay, let's bring in um, my favorite character, the hard-selling narrator, who in this anime is named King Kai. Yeah, so Goku's going to try to do a spirit bomb. Well, I don't think there's a spirit bomb in yeah, this. Yeah, he, was, yeah, he, he does, was, he does he it at the very end. He was, well, no, he's asking for the power, and that's when oh, King Kai yeah. interrupted to say there is no power. Okay. The, the world time. is dead. Yeah. So Goku forgets all of his techniques, and then he um, remembers his techniques as King Kai announces that he has gone Super Saiyan. He, he, legendary Super Saiyan. Yeah, but, yeah. It was a res- basically it was a response to. Okay, so the but, Dragon Ball Z series introduces Super Saiyan when and then, um, in Namek the, when he fights Freeza and Krillin, his best friend dies. And the movies, this is the first time he becomes Super Saiyan. Okay. Or at least a proto Super Saiyan. Cause yeah. Because uh, I remember throughout the early part of it, like, Vegeta was always about, like, man, I'm going to be Super Saiyan and all this other stuff. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so, he even thought Kakarot became Super Saiyan. Yeah. It's like, he pre. Went, he went yeah. Super Saiyan light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He went diet Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah. He had the what? yellow energy, but the hair didn't change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was basically bullshit Super Saiyan. Um, in any event, he beats up Lord Slug, 
who, as we find out, is a super mammoth. (laughs) (laughs) Which, these things, these things, okay, so, Dragon Ball Z labels have no meanings, but during the Dragon Ball Z movies, labels especially have no meanings. (laughs) So, the super mammoth is super powerful, and the best at doing bike tricks, and (laughs) do all sorts of... He can grow, he can can basically go full kaiju. Yeah, actually, he's just really big. He goes giant. (laughs) They do bring the super mammoth back up in Dragon Ball Z later on. When Kami and Piccolo fuse. Okay, yeah. whatever. Uh, sorry, that's off track. That's, but, yeah. that's not. Greg, you've ruined the podcast. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're no longer the co host. You are the glow host. The glowest of all co hosts. I'm never getting you another beer again. Yeah, Greg got me a beer and it was amazing and I drank it and I have to work in the morning, so that was a mistake. Drink some beer. But you know, whatever. We're friends here. We're having a good time. Talking about Dragon Ball Z, Lord Slug. So I, I don't know why Goku gives up being a Super Saiyan once Slug regenerates his arm. It's like he just kind I of think, changes. He's like, I think oh. you're just maybe just uh, shocked. That, yeah. like, because, uh, because I think that's when, it, that's when it's revealed that Slug is a Namekian. And I think it's just like, oh no, like, oh no, yeah. I, I've never fought an, I've never fought an evil Namekian before, except as a child. Yes. <laughs> so as he fights this evil Namekian, he uses the Kaioken technique, which he uses Kaioken times five. I, 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 I think he just says Kaioken. No, against oh, oh. Lord Slug, he uses Kaioken. Yeah, but uh, Vegeta was ten because yeah. he Vegeta was ten. Yeah, right. Shit. Okay, well, he uses the Kaioken times one against Lord Slug. And puts a fucking hole in his chest. Now, that's how the movie ends after we, we get the whistling from Gohan, though. Wait, okay, shit. Forgot yeah. about the whistling. Okay, so <laughs> the stupidest thing in this movie is that Namekians are apparently weak to whistling. So Piccolo, at one point, after getting his ass kicked and giving all of his energy to Goku, because it's a fucking Dragon Ball Z movie. This is what happens during these types of movies. Says, Gohan! Whistle! Do that thing that you were doing with Icarus, the dragon who's never in any other of these things. And, and is, go ahead, James. And it is important to note that Piccolo ripped his ears off so he, before explaining all of this. Which wouldn't do anything! <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the ear holes that do the hearing, Piccolo, unless Namekian biology is like. So fucking different. It was, it, it was a cutscene where he just shoved his ears in the ear hole. <laughs> he shoved his ears in his ears. So yeah, he, he could have just plugged them. <laughs> I mean, the Mechians have fingers. But do they? <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. You can just grow them back. But so, then we, we have your favorite character cut back in and have to explain that, oh, since Lord Slug is a super namic, that his hearing is amplified. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. first off, you just implied that King Kai is my favorite character. You said he was your favorite character. <laughs> did I? I don't remember You anything. did. Yes. Like <laughs> two minutes ago. Okay, well, fuck, I am very drunk right now. <laughs> Okay, so Gohan whistles, and mm. this mildly perturbs Lord Slug. It, it stunned him. He was to his knees. Okay, so he stunned him. Mm. This allows Lord Slug to release Piccolo, and gives Goku, Goku some time to recover. Punches him up through the clouds. Oh, this is the other thing we haven't mentioned. Lord Slug puts clouds into the air, which instantaneously frees the Earth. You know, global warming. It's a thing. Yep, okay. So, global warming is not a thing in this anime because it was in the 90s. 
This is Global Cooling, which comes out of the 80s. Um, global Cooling is a real thing, and it freezes the Earth, and everything turns to ice, and it's very cold, and Goku has his shirt off. No, that, they, did, they did make sense of that, because it was like, oh, a slug was holding by the shirt, and then he punched him so hard, he ripped his shirt off. All right, whatever. Goku... Tom wasn't watching all of it. Honestly. <laughs> Goku... If there was one character in anime who doesn't need a reason to have his shirt off, it's Goku. Goku is constantly worth without a shirt. Trying to, I'm trying to think of another. other than some end of battle spirit bomb. Like okay, it's not like he rips his shirt off as soon as he jumps into. It's a not fight. like he's Kenshiro or his shirt That's just true. explodes off of him before he gets into a fight. That's a fair point. Mm. Well, anyways, Goku gets the real ultimate power. He hits Ward Slug into the air past the cold freezing clouds. And then the energy of the sun powers him to shoot some sort of wave through Ward Slug. It was like a weak spirit bomb thing. Oh, well, yeah. I, I spirit bombs usually imply that, you know... Give me your energy. Uh, people are giving him their energy. The, but the sun was giving it. Yeah, no, okay, like, well... We've never seen the sun give energy. Before. We've seen the earth give energy before. I've seen, you know, Superman. I mean, like, Goku is basically Superman, right? Yeah, yeah. Goku is basically Superman. All right. Patrick, I defer to your knowledge. Um, this was a good point by you. You can stay on the podcast for future podcasts. Very good. So he blows up Lord Slug. There is much rejoicing. He blows up the cloud machine that Lord Slug has implemented. The Earth thaws immediately. And this all takes place in, like, the span of a day, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so, about, yeah. Yeah, so Earth freezes immediately. And then thaws immediately. <laughs> no. And everything's fine. Everything's fine, because it's a fucking Dragon Ball Z movie. So it's a year for the Dragon Balls to come back. Yeah. So they had to sit there a year with, like, nobody else on Earth to wish everybody back from the Lord Slug attack afterwards. If, if they even remember to do that. Yeah, because yeah. who, who, who else survived that's a, all that? Because that, that is one fun thing. Like I'm not going to bring it up to say Super, but one well, fun thing I love about know, Super is... Uh, hopefully everybody just flash froze and flash unfroze. No worse for the wear. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, it doesn't seem like Lord Slug's ultimate freezing technique killed anybody. Killed one deer. Oh, oh yeah, okay. there was a deer, there were a couple birds that... Laid down that yeah. were very sad. Well, even the mass destruction in the beginning with the asteroid spaceship planet. Just kind of like going yes. across. Yeah. Because yeah. all, all the cities got destroyed. Like all the Well, there were some earthquakes, definitely. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, in Dragon Ball Z terms, if an earthquake is the worst thing that happens during your day, <laughs> you're doing fine. <laughs> and the movie ends with Master Roshi waking up, having slept through the entire adventure. Great old Master Roshi. Okay, so, um... Oh, are we talking about the, the music, too, now? Or Oh, fuck, we completely forgot about the music. I feel like such a bad host. Okay. James, tell me about this music. Okay, this is what you might call butt rock. Okay. It's very, you know, mid-2000s, heavy-ish alternative rock featuring the likes of Disturbed. Yeah, Disturbed. Um, so, we forgot to mention this. We watched the movie dubbed, which Funimation thought was a great idea to import some of the new metal that was popular during the time. I, th I think they were just trying to, like, you know what? 
we'll make this, you know, this movie like an AMV movie and just like one step ahead. Just like so these, these kids couldn't cut these things. Honestly, in my opinion, they should have put rap music in because if there's one thing people like, it is rap. I would say now, not not back then. No, black no. people were way into Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually uh, read an article about that, and it, it's an interesting thing about how it, was, uh, how it kind of break it, broke it out there. Yeah, definitely. But no metal, no. Rap music, yes. Could you imagine some, like, gangster rap music over Goku doing the Kaioken? <laughs> that would be badass. That would be fucking badass. And instead, we got this shitty new metal like, no, 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 Corn was not on there. Okay, whatever. I don't know new metal. James, you know metal. What's the best metal band? Slayer! (laughs) (laughs) That is, I think, the loudest I've ever seen James get. Oh, jeez. Oh, this was a good episode. Okay, thank you, everybody. Is there anything you need to add, Greg? I give it a 5 out of 10. Okay. Patrick? It's probably a fair assessment of the Dragon Ball Z movie where things just seem to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. James? Yeah, very average. (sighs) Tom, this is less than average. I think this is a bad movie. Spirit was not there for this Dragon Ball movie. I was not a fan of this Dragon Ball movie. In my opinion, this is the worst of the Dragon Ball movies. But honestly, in retrospect, I only think I've seen one of the Brawley movies, but I think I saw one of the worst Brawley movies. Have you seen either of the cooler movies? I've seen the cooler movies. I, I, liked, I liked the first cooler one. I, I felt like that was an interesting okay. one. Well, on the Shonen Dump podcast, we will, we will evaluate other Dragon Ball Z movies in the future. We will also evaluate some Bleach movies. We will evaluate some Inuyasha movies. There's also Naruto, the movie. All sorts of crap on Netflix. Oh, there's so much bad anime. What about the Dragon Ball GT? Oh, we will. I think you and I, Greg, will sit down and watch all Dragon Ball GT. No. I'm just talking about the movie. I don't watch all the Dragon Ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you won't even bring no, I'll watch the last episodes with you. Those, oh, are, those okay. are fun, but not the not. Grand Tour. Yes, the last. Like you don't want to talk about Omega Shenron. No, I, I actually kind of like that weird thing of like, hey, you guys use the Dragon Balls too yeah. much, and that was, that was an interesting thing. That Patrick, I think in the future you and I will be talking about Dragon Ball GT on the Shonen Dump podcast. <laughs> all right, social media time. Greg, do you have any social media? No. Patrick, do you have any social media? Not really, no. James, you are the <laughs> ultimate master of social media. Follow the best account on any Twitter. Battlehork, twitter.com. Yeah! Ma, 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 Check out Facebook for the Shonen Dump Podcast. Check out Twitter for the Shonen Dump Podcast. Shonen Dump Pod on Twitter. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me tonight. It has been a pleasure. It has been a treat. And I will see you soon.